Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I apologize in advance for all the cat shenanigans going on in the background as I'm recording. I'm David, and are you ready for some Calvin Ball? (laughs) Yes. And today, we are going to fill your eyes, or I guess your ears, with that double villainy. Oh, I should have looked up more foreigner songs. Dang. Because our, uh, our, our villains of the week are indeed feeling down and dirty and feeling kind of mean. <laughs> they are. They are, in fact, quite mean this week. However, uh, only one could be described as a dirty white boy. <laughs> yes. And truly, neither of them particularly want to know what love is. <laughs> I mean, they might, secretly. And furthermore, neither of them are hot-blooded. In fact, they're quite the opposite. <laughs> yes. Check it and see. They got a fever of, like, I don't know, 86. Of negative three. <laughs> 86. I mean, one of these guys is, like, 200 years old, so who knows what he's got going in the body temperature department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who does he technically qualify as a lich? Uh, I maybe. Well, doesn't the lich have to die first, though? I'm, I'm not sure. I think they. I mean, they definitely have to be undead. They cannot right. just oh. be like unaging. They have to actually be like liches are an undead creature. Yeah, he's closer to, I guess, a Highlander. It's possible mm. that sort of, in some cases, like similar to vampires, they can just die in the process of becoming a lich. Mm. But they they are generally considered undead creatures. Yeah, I think as we're going to find out, he is not uh, like he 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 ne- he did not die. No, he he is immortal. He has inside him blood blood of kings. <laughs> anyway, this episode first aired July twenty sixth, twenty fourteen, written by Nicole Dubuck, uh, of course, well known to listeners of this show and to viewers of Rescue Bots for writing a zillion episodes, which is un. Which makes sense as to why a ton of episodes are referenced in this one. Oh, yes. yeah. This is also a continuity a palooza. <laughs> also, being the story editor, if she's writing... Now, she does write episodes that are not meta-plot significant, but this yes. time, it is the... We're, we're getting to the end of the season. So it is time for important things to happen as written by the story editor. The story editor yes. shall take the reins. That's right. Just as when you see an episode of Beast Wars written by Larry Dottilio and Bob Forward, as opposed it's to a, when, I, when you see one that's just Bob Forward and, and then it's the low road. Yes. It's, it's either serious plot developments or it's robot farts. Yes. But yeah, we, uh, we open with, uh, the, uh, the, the bots, the Burnses, and, uh, the, uh, the Greens who are hidden behind a, uh, a holographic disguise, and they're playing Rescue Ball, which is basically Calvin Ball. Yeah. They're just in the park with, like, a a shield of holographic trees around them. It doesn't seem very secure. Well, in fact, we see some of these, uh... uh, Some of these soccer ball roll in there. Hmm. Now, uh, Cody sticks his head out to go after the ball and sees a picnicker and it's like, hey there. 
and then ducks behind the hologram. So, you know, not not the most secure setup, guys, but okay. And, of course, we have got a a ton of uh, references to past episodes in this one. Yes. Because there are no rules. So, for instance, Frankie is riding her robot Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) Yes. And she's got that, she's got her Kitty Pride device from the other episode, from last week's episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Kate is on his, is, I was going to say his hoverboard, but I'm pretty sure that's technically Cody's hoverboard. Yes. Uh, at one point he's foiled with the, the rescue foam that we've seen repeatedly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the chief is driving the rolling thunder. <laughs> uh, you know, Doc Green's running scared, starting to wonder, can he survive the rolling thunder? Yes, it's little, <laughs> little gimmicks and MacGuffins from all throughout the series. Yeah. Nice little bunch of callbacks. Yes. So, so yeah, the, the rules are, there are no rules. Mm. Yes. They call it Rescue Ball, but it is Calvin Ball. Yes. So anyway, she scores the first goal. She's like, well, you know, they did let me keep this uh, because, uh, you know, this is just the prototype, whereas I'm sure that the person we're sell- we uh, sold this to is making good use of it. Cut to the person we sold this to, which is, of course, uh, the nefarious... Uh, evil science Karen Madeline Pinch. Yes. She's going to shoot you with a laser gun and then ask you for your man, ask to speak to your manager. The the scion of capitalism on Griffin Rock. Yes, and she has teamed up with nefarious steampunk scientist who is no longer Tim Curry, Dr. Morocco. He's got a whale sub now. Oh, it's. I don't think it's a whale. I think it's an anglerfish. Oh, maybe I, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's more an anglerfish. When I first because it's, what, got, it's sort of like big and round. He, he has the diagram on the computer behind him. I thought it was like a piranacon. But yeah, when we see, they're inside it, and it is huge. And Anglerfish is, yeah, a good description. It's a wide-mouthed thingy. Yeah, I mean, he does also size. have the uh, the shark subs, as we will see. But yes, his base is currently a big, like, anglerfish submarine, which is really adorable and has great big eyes and a big cranky, frowny face and uh, is super round. Also kind of getting some Technodrome vibes from it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like Technodrome. Now, Dr. Morocco, we need to get back to Dimension <laughs> <Okay>. X. <laughs> anyway, so would they... I, oh, no, actually, I probably would be surprised if a giant talking space brain showed up in the show. They haven't done any aliens other than uh, the robots yet, but they probably will at some point, I would we think. We are going to see some aliens. Yay! <laughs> but the idea of a talking brain talking to uh, a um, Vincent Price knockoff would be entertaining. <laughs> yes. That's sure. To, that's how it had to have happened in one of his movies. Vincent Price and, um, let's not ring a bell offhand. I'm not ruling it out because he was in a lot of movies. Yeah, well, I so guess most movies. of them were like the the Corman Poe movies. Yeah, or although there's one Corman Poe movie that's actually a Corman Lovecraft movie, but I yeah. don't think it's really it's not really one with a Lovecraft monster in it. No, I I think it's um oh crap, which one is that? Oh, it's the Haunted Palace. I can't remember yeah. the. He's got like an ancestor who's being possessed by. Yes, and I'm I'm trying to remember the name of that Lovecraft story. In it. Blanking, what the fuck? Um, I'm looking it up now. Crap. My uh, my sister does a bunch of genealogy and was talking about having to uh, get some of us together to go visit some like old ancestral 
living area, and I was like, I have read Lovecraft. I know what what happens here. <laughs> oh, uh, Charles Dexter Vin- Ward. That was it. Yes, Vincent Price stars as Charles Dexter Ward in The Haunted Palace. Yeah, which is the... More more about liches, to be honest. Oh. Yay, liches. Anyway, so these two have teamed up because they are basically planning to steal... They're going to commit Grand Theft Autobot. Yes. Uh, well, yes. They're, they're stealing Autobots so they can move on to Plan B, which is stealing gold. Yes. Which well, I guess gets, illegally mining gold. Yeah, but... I have to say that, like... As far as things that you do with stolen Transformers goes, like, this could be a little better. Also, this is much less acute, deadly peril than we normally have to start the episode. Yeah, oh. this is, uh, this is unfettered, the, the unfettered evils of capitalism. This is yeah. just plot. This is just, like, yes. revealing what the plot is and what the the plot conflict is going to be. It's not like someone falling off a cliff like they usually require to begin the episode. Yes. yes. The, the flying lobsters have been the sh- have been ushered out. It is time for real bad guys. <laughs> yes. Yes, there so anyway, are no more than anything else. But like, there are no current active gold mines in Maine. There, there have been some, but most gold in Maine is done through panning because it, it's in such small quantities. Yeah, I was thinking it really needs to be a lot of gold to make stealing secret alien robots to mine it be worthwhile. Yeah, and that's. Well, I mean, that's maybe that's what she's going to use them for first, and then she's going to you know sell them to uh, you know. Uh, the government, and yeah. then the government, and then Agent Fowler is like, uh... Yeah, or, you know, she's going to sell him to Mech or something. As it, they <gasps> vaguely hinted that he has some sort of dealings with Mech. Yeah, there was the logo that showed up on one of his vehicles or something in the PDB's mm. episode. I thought that was just his own logo. Oh, no, sorry. But I, I think he, he mentioned, you know, having some, you know, paramilitary allies or oh, something. Okay. And, it was and of course, that is Mech, the fake Cobra from Transformers Prime. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so he's you know he's he's being all. Well, oh, I, yeah. I'm I'm not even sure there were fake Cobra. They they operated kind of more like fake Mars, like Destro's little oh yeah thing where he would sell arms to people, or I guess fake Venom. I forget mm-hmm. what Venom deal was. I don't know enough about Venom. No. Wait, which Venom? Are we the Venom from GI Joe or the Venom from Mask? I was thinking the Venom from Mask. Yeah, I guess they're a little bit more that, or they were trying to be that. Anyway, so he he's uh, you know put, laying on the charm, you know, you know, he's doing the the hand kissing thing, and then suddenly <laughs> he chose poorly. <laughs> yes. I uh, I I need to make that transition into a gif that I can post as a reaction anytime someone posts about like something from the nineties being super old <laughs> or <laughs> like the twentieth anniversary of my favorite White Stripes album or <laughs> you know. I know classic rock, like the strokes. 
Yeah, when they play that—that's the worst thing—is when the uh, the like classic alt rock show on the radio station I listen to around here starts playing stuff from immediately after I was in high school. <laughs> I think I've moved beyond that. Oh shit! I feel really old. Thing like when we got to the point where we were further from the Star Wars prequels than the prequels were from the original trilogy. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, age is, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> it's just, I, I've gone beyond. So, yeah, he so just, yes, I need to make a gif of of his transition there to post <laughs> as a response for those things. So he's like, oh, dude, just be right back, and he just hops into this, uh, you know, pod into this mm-hmm. pod, zip zaps himself back to you, like a stasis pod. Yeah, and. You can't do this in front of this lady. She is going to 100% steal this from you. Because uh-huh. she, she tries to buy it. Uh-huh. And he's yes. like, no, 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 no. I, uh, I need this to be alive. I can't sell it. <laughs> yeah, he says it's one of a kind and he stole it from someone else. Wait, did, did we figure out who he stole it from in the previous episode when we saw it? No, Ages but ago. we're going to find out, I think, next season. However, uh-huh. there is a hint because he, he takes a component out of it that he refers to as the Vern device. Oh. And that means he stole uh-huh. it from Jim Varney. <laughs> no. Ernest goes to Griffin Rock. I mean, that that wouldn't be the weirdest crossover. No, you know what I mean? Just, I don't know, trying to keep him from seeing that the rescue bots are, are aliens. I, I do not under... I, I, I have yet to locate this Vern he keeps speaking of. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's Vern with an E at the end, which should give you an indication of how old Dr. Morocco is. Yes. Approximately and, uh, as old as his fashion sense. Exactly. Much much like me, he's still dressing the way he did in high school. <laughs> well, okay, so that means he's as old as Back to the Future 3 and one of Doc Brown's kids. Entirely possible. Hmm. Well, wait, when the fuck did the... Cowboy times. Was, I always forget when the fuck that actually is. It, well, it's, it's 1885 because okay. they always go either 50 or 100 years. Okay. <laughs> oh, or God. 50, we're we're coming up on an anniversary of that at some point, aren't we? Oh, wait, no, sorry. It's 30 years. 30 years. They go 30 oh. years in the future to, 20, to 2015. They go oh, yeah, 30 they... years in the past to 1955, and then they go 100 years in the past yeah, to okay. so 1885. It's a of, of some kind. But uh, I'm surprised we haven't had a Back to the Future sequel, prequel, tie-in, reboot, something. I, it's coming. Think- I mean, we we got the Transformers comic tie-in and Gigawatt. Yes. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, she is. He's not letting her buy it, but he's got this device. Not it can turn back the time of both the body and the mind. You'll find a way. Yeah, the mind thing. Like, he just takes out a pair of... What well, sort of looks like a weird battery that's a pair of goggles. It kind of looks like the thing I keep my contact lenses in. Oh. I just want to say that unconsensual amnesia is definitely pretty high on the evil scale. Yes, and coming up... So, he, he fits this to a helmet, and they're going to use this as a memory eraser. And yeah, so they... It's not a... Well, when we get to it, it's not a completed memory eraser. It's only a... 
limited span of time eraser, which is bad, but it's not super bad. Well, presumably you can do it, you, you know, there's like a dial, so you can go back, you know, they, yeah. he's going to forget what happened today versus he's going to forget what happened his entire life. Hmm. Yes. So they deliver this Those to Mayor Lusky, and it is labeled sense. as a gift, as a hair regrowing device. <laughs> yes. So, of course, he immediately puts it on. Although this seems weird, consider... I, I thought, like, because it looks like a pair of big goggles, I thought it was going to shoot a laser out at a target. Not that you have to get the target to put it on at first. <laughs> and then he and he he sell. Oh, finally, some technology worth uh, that's useful around this around here. <laughs> this isn't. Fr- it's from like the hair regrowth lab or something. Yes. Anyway, he, he turns it on and then can't recognize his own wife. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Because, of so, course, hey. they clearly haven't been uh, married that long. No. Because she probably wasn't legal back then. She's 100% his second wife. Yes. Yes. But it, it's, like, interesting that it that it follows a continuity of time. It's like, later on in the episode, we figure out, like, about... It's been about a decade that he's lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this new wife is in the past decade. It's like, oh, that... A ah. little bit of continuity you don't spell out. There you go. There's Which, some some continuity notes for you. Yes, definitely second wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we 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 head back to the fields of rescue ball, and Heatwave is acting as boat goalie. <laughs> yes, uh, I I appreciate that Blades uses his uh, power up and energized toy gimmick to steal the ball. Yes, and uh, they, he. You know, Blade says it's not fair that he doesn't have a third form. And he, oh, you do have a third form. Helicopter, bot, and whiner. Oh. Like, that is a not sick wrong, burn, Heat Wave. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess Heat Wave knows about burning things. <laughs> and then later, Poor you know, they, the, ga- the game has Blades to end. Blades be- very put out, too. He, he has a rough not episode. Poor Blades. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then later, you know, they, there's an emergency, so they have to end the game, and, you know, Blades wants to know who won it. You know, if you, if you have to ask Blades, it wasn't you. Oh, Blades. So, yeah, Mayor Lusky has tried to drive across a bridge that no longer exists. Oops. Interestingly, this is a bridge that we've seen in, previ- in a previous episode. Well, they did oh. say it's been out for about a year, right? Yes, it's the, uh, the one that collapsed in the one with the robot baby. Oh. So there you go. Even yeah, more right. exciting continuity. Mm-hmm. So they they get him there, and he's got kind of this this sweet old timey mayor car. Yes, yeah. I, I believe he bought this from uh, from the auction they had when they finished uh, Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> Maybe he was on on his way over to visit his first wife. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't recognize the robots. He doesn't. He mistakes Cody for Graham because yes. The last time he saw Graham, Graham was Cody's age. So he's lost about a yes. decade. And he says that the last time he saw Cody, he was in diapers. Yes. So Cody yes. is a decade so old. Immediately they figure yeah, so yeah. immediately they figure that there's something wrong. My first guess would be did he have a stroke? Yeah. Yeah. I think cuz it it's a very weird selective memory loss, but it's selective of time, not of knowledge. Like, did he get bonked on the head maybe? Is he Fred Flintstone? He's shaped like Fred? Yeah, he, he, may, he, may have, he may have Flintstone syndrome. 
I mean, getting zapped with some kind of weird amnesia ray is entirely within the bounds of expected things in this setting. Yeah, on this island, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, Blades heads back to, uh, it's back to the fire station. You know, he's the only one there, so it is his time for the TV, which means cupcake hoarders. <laughs> Wait, it, it, that's such a weird concept. I want to see an episode just to figure out what the hell it is. This is, uh, it's definitely up there with fake reality shows alongside, uh, DuckTales Ottoman Empire. <laughs> which is about a couple guys who just, like, refurbish Ottomans. Uh, I, I assume, you know, you, it's just a guy with a bunch of, like, big piles of cupcakes hanging around. Occasionally they've got, like, a cat skeleton hidden in there. Well, yeah, we see, like, the equivalent of a gif of a man and a bunch of cupcakes. Which could have just yes, be the logo we, of the show. We see a very round, almost kind of like I don't know if I'd say Oompa Loompa y, but very like comical yes. fellow just like in a pile of cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> just falling over backwards into a pile of cupcakes. What the hell is Blades even watching? <laughs> well he's not watching it for long because he gets summoned into the tunnels by Heatwave. Who's in trouble? Yes. However, bad news. It's not Heatwave. It is, uh, it is Dr. Morocco using a Tiger Talk Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, that's not exceptional. I mean, I guess doing it at that quality is pretty advanced technology, mm. but it's not super advanced technology. Yes. Oh, poor naive blades. But they should really have a poor door baby. for the caves they have under their fire department. Do you want bats? Because that's how you get bats. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that should at least be like a series of of airlocks to get to the cave system. That I... Has it flooded once or something? Well, it flooded with lava once. Oh, yes! I think it may have flooded with both water and lava at various times. Yeah, so there should be more security on the cave system. Anyway, he gets shot with, like, green gas... And is captured. So, you know, the, the rest of the bots get back. TV's on. Blades is somehow not by the remote control, even though he's always guarding it zealously. Yes. And then he comes back and is immediately, obviously, either brainwashed or have been, or has been replaced with a robot double. Yes. He's all bleep, bloop, hello, fellow rescue bots. He's, he's very he's- subdued and... What comes off as sulky, as they're expecting. Yes. Because they expect him to be, they assume that he's just sad because he lost at Calvin Ball. Mm. Yeah, he's very, it's it's that very, like, whatever you want to do. And then he just goes and starts, like, exercising at the punching bag. It's like... That doesn't seem like Blades. Yes, I mean, he's... He's, conve- he's, he's a good round he's boy. He's constructed perfect uh, duplicates, but he's not perhaps considered the fact that these robots could be lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he... Uh, they may not actually spend all of their time on martial training. Yes. So, yeah, he he, he get ends up back at uh, Morocco's headquarters. Uh, Morocco turns him back on, and Blades all, where am I? I mean, uh... Bleep bloop, I am a robot. <laughs> and there he is, and I'm the Duchess of Kent. Uh, hello, hello, Duchess. Duchess. 
Anyway, he, he's, he's putting up an earnest effort at uh, keeping up his uh, appearances. And also, uh, he's calling him Blade instead of Blades. Yes. Which, yeah, I, I wonder if that was intentional to get him to snap, or if that was just, I don't care. I'm just thinking that, uh, I'm just thinking of an alternate version of this, where uh, Blades is voiced by Wesley Snipes. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Hunts vampires. Still a large, round, friendly-looking orange yes. helicopter. But sometimes he just has to let you know that, you know, some, some motherfucker is always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> the best quote that wasn't originally in the script. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he gets magneted to the uh, the wall, and Morocco's got duplicates of the other rescue bots. Hmm. Anyway. Which, okay, here's the thing. He has duplicates of the robots, which seem to operate basically just like the robots, without as an advanced, <laughs> intelligent alien AI. Mm. This is a very valid question you're, you're going towards here. Why the fuck does he need to steal the Cybertronian alien robots if he has copies of the robots to dig the mine to get to the goal? My guess is they aren't as good. Yes, yeah. but he's made four of them pretty quick. If these break, I'll make four more. It would be nice if there was a line, like, something, anything like, oh, there's radiation down there and it fucks with the robots. So I need to get the alien right, robots. Right, because as, as we see, they're very different internally. Yeah, but, but like, they're not even doing the, the King Kong escapes route of, oh, my giant robot monkey isn't good enough. I need the original giant monkey. Yes. I was like, why why does he need why does he need the alien robots? He has perfectly working copies of the alien robots. <laughs> that even transform. Why why I am I mean you could definitely I, I would say that maybe he needs them to be able to act independently, but I don't that's know that guess. that's even the case. Because yeah, they seem to have guess, very rudimentary programming. Yeah, and it, where they're going to do this mining, I could definitely see you having signal issues with trying to maintain mm. any kind of remote control underneath all that rock. Or like it's simple as like, oh, if they go underwater, I can't control them. If they get wet, they fuck up. Something. Yeah, we, we just need one, like one. It is line. entirely but possible. There's no that explanation. Not waterproof. Other than the fact that I want these alien robots. Yes. There's no reason for him to want the alien robots in this episode because of plot. I mean, it's also possible he's planning to double-cross. Uh, well, yes, obviously. One can usually assume that the villains, two villains working together, are either going to double-cross each other and or get married. Yes. Or both at the same time. <laughs> the, the classic Destro and Baroness situation. Yes. I, I was thinking uh, Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed, but also uh, Destro yeah. and the Baroness. Uh, so yeah, they uh so he zaps him with the device again and he's like, Oh yes, it's uh it's me, Doctor Morocco, but Optimus Prime has appointed me the uh, your liaison. You must do as I say. Yes. And they're like, Oh, okay, because also it's very convenient that this amnesia thing works on robots. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so we now uh, cut back to the firehouse. Cody wants uh, Blades to uh, to join him for a pirate movie marathon. Yes. But, of course, he is not interested in movies or pirates or socialization. Marathons. <laughs> no. 
He's doing push-ups. Yes. Yeah, there, there is now a... So now Fake Blades has a report of missing spelunkers. So they have to go to a cave, which is... Uh, and, of course, they he insists that they go alone. And, of course, they're immediately zapped by gas. Ooh. Of course. Also, at, at one point here, they're in communication with the mayor uh, over the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> when did I get this tattoo? And who's Rosebud? <laughs> the- so I'm guessing there's just at some point in the last 10 years, Mayor Lusky watched Citizen Kane and just became super obsessed yeah, with what, it. Do we know Mrs. Lusky's name? I don't know. Rosebud would be a weird first name. But. Apparently it is just Mrs. Lusky. I mean, they've done, they've done a bit of Citizen Kane with him before with his uh, yacht, the uh, the floating oh, Xanadu. Yeah. Because yes. Xanadu so is also I'm, the name of uh, Kane's estate. Citizen Kane. That just like three or four years ago, Mayor Lusky saw Citizen Kane for the first time and and went hard like me watching David Lynch's Dune last year. Uh, I will say though, if you <laughs> if you watch Citizen Kane, you decide, boy, I'm going to pattern my life off uh, Charles Foster Kane. You have watched it incorrectly, <laughs> or you stopped at a really weird point. I mean, if you stop it, you're never going to find out what Rosebud is. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why he says, and who's Rosebud? <laughs> you don't necessarily have to, like, think that you're supposed to be empathizing with the hero of a movie to appreciate a movie and, you know, go in hard on that movie. Well, no. I'm just saying, if, if, you, if you name your yacht after his house, though, you're I think you're into the point where you're all... <laughs> You're all in on the on the Kane lifestyle. Well, yeah, you're midway into the movie. What? But, Daddy, is that before or after the bird wakes you up? I think that you would get to Xanadu before the bird. Yeah, because the bird is at Xanadu. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, Xanadu is one of the first things you see, because the movie starts at the end, and then it goes through Kane's life. <laughs> okay, but, man, I really need to rewatch and, it. And uh, fun fact, if you look carefully, you can see uh, pterodactyls. Yes! <laughs> Because they reuse like stock footage from the 1925 version of the Lost World. Nice. Yeah. Cause, uh, um, for, what was that even for? Uh, for it's like his like backyard or something. Yeah, shit. He's, he's got like a giant estate with. Like, it's in Florida, so they're like jungles. You know, like you have in and it's Florida. It's got like a giant menagerie of animals. Man, I want a menagerie. It's like, uh, it'd be more interesting if that was part of a plot that he just has dinosaurs. <laughs> I assume that there, at some point, we're going to get like a mayoral election episode, and he's going to be posed in front of like a giant picture of himself. Yes. Yeah. Well, obviously, it'd be nice if it's a reference to him previously owning a newspaper. Ah, uh, there's I mean, an opera. Theater. Well, and I guess with the second wife, it there is sort of the sense that she's kind of this. She's not particularly talented, but he kind of glommed onto her and tried to convince everybody else that she was talented. <laughs> yeah. Much like, uh, what's her name from Citizen Kane? Mm. Anyway. Again, I haven't watched it in like a decade. <laughs> anyway, so the, the real ones come out, get captured, or the real ones go into the cave, get captured, and then the fake ones come out and they're all just a prank, bleep bloop. I, I appreciate that upon uh, realizing that the blades that they have had with them is was already one of these replacements, Chase says, while I have enjoyed his recent dedication to procedure, it is quite unlike the blades we know. Yes. 
And of note, uh, the stuff that they're getting zapped with is the meteor virus from that uh, episode with Bumblebee. Yes. Yes. The first episode with Bumblebee. Not because the one that's when, from this uh, season. Because when Dr. Morocco first gets Blades back to his amazing little sub, uh, he uses one of those little antidote discs. Yes. So and that really very much draws attention to it being that that specific virus. But yes, they've got mm. canisters of the virus. He's, I mean, I guess he just went back and got some more of it from somewhere. Well, later it says they say that uh, Graham kept like a sample of it, and I guess he may he managed to yeah. replicate it, like grow uh, it in a petri dish or whatever. Because that's what you do when you're an evil Victorian scientist. Exactly. So yeah, the. Uh, so these uh, these robots are not passing the sniff test. Chase is driving too fast. Boulder oh, yeah, does not just... know a wrench from a plunger. Hmm. I'm starting to think these wouldn't be so good at the gold mining. Mm, no. What did you can they can dig in a straight line? This is what happens when you order your rescue bots from Wish.com. <laughs> Getting them from AliExpress. Should have gone back to the Sears catalog and ordered them from the robot pages. They come in a so, yes. cardboard box that someone had, they, they had clearly like already opened the packaging and taken them out of the packaging just to shove more of them in a box. Yes. Just apparently a, a problem some friends of ours have had with ordering third party transformers from, I guess that was Taobao. Mm-hmm. Where they came from, oh, wow. like, some third-party shipper, oh, really? and they would just, like, take them all out of the box and throw away the box and shove them all into an ill-fitting cardboard box. Yes. That's how these oh, rescue bots come. I forgot there's also a bit here where the, the mayor is on the phone suggesting that they build a library of recyclable materials. <laughs> yes. Which they did in season one? Yes, which was uh, then disassembled by, uh, was Monkeys. it lemurs? Oh, yeah, lemurs. lemurs! Yeah. Who had been trained to pick up recycling. Yes. You fools. Trained them too well. So, so meanwhile, uh, Morocco is briefing the rescue bots, the, the real rescue bots, about how, you know, you know, I'm your friend, I work for Optimus Prime, and uh, you must avoid these dangerous criminals. And at what point we get, like, a, a wholesome birthday party picture of the yes. Burnses? Yeah. And then the, the bots are a little bit, wait, are we supposed to be afraid of them? Even the little one? Yes, especially the little one. Especially the, the little, little one. one. And they start questioning, and, and then Morocco indicates, you should listen to your mission leader, Blades. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, uh... Wait, since when is he in charge? Also, when, <laughs> before they they get their, uh, their memories wiped, when they all wake up... Uh, Heat Wave <laughs> declares that they should roll to the exit. Yes. Uh, and, and then as they're trying to, uh, trying to escape, uh, Dr. Morocco gets in a Poe reference and asks who's rap rap rapping at his door. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, and then there's a, uh, there is a little cut back over to the Burns family discovering that everyone is acting a little weird now. And and Cody asks Heatwave why he can't see his eyes in, like, the most heartbreaking voice acting that I have encountered in quite some time. Yeah, he, he is a good, like, kid voice actor. Yes, he is really good. 
But nope, especially the little one. Yes. Anyway, so, so you know, to test whether they know that, you know, whether these are the real ones, they ordered, they asked them to walk into the, the EMP zone on Grimcrest from rules and regulations. Yes. It mm. does not have a bear this time, though. No. A, a unreasonably aggressive bear. But as soon as they walk in, they, you know, they, they shut down, and it turns out they are full of, like, Radio Shack parts. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Dr. Morocco's old enough. This may just be stuff that he's had sitting around since, like, the 70s and 80s. Oh, yes. It's the most advanced tubes and diodes of the day. <laughs> it's all solid state. Why, well, how, much, how much memory could it need? Two gigs? <laughs> he put an 8-track player in it. Look, Chase, I'm using these Chase new, has an A-track player. That would be a great one. I'm using these new miniature floppy disks. A mere three and a half inches. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, compact what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, where am I? All right, I, I need the voice synthesizer. Where do they put my wax cylinders? <laughs> I do like the idea uh, that he would have trouble keeping up and just get various things confused and not know what the most recent version of anything was. It, it's like somebody hadn't seen a prime problem. Yes. They should have raised. Anyway, so, you know, Cody is very <laughs> sad about this. He's talking with Frankie that, you know, it's it's like losing a part of uh, part of my family. I don't know if you... I don't know if you understand, Frankie. And then Frankie's all, uh, yeah, no, my mom is dead. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Awkward silence. I mean, she doesn't say that, but it's definitely implied. Definitely. It's it's subtext. Yes. <clears throat> so meanwhile, the bots are being sent. They, they're being, they've they got to phase through some rocks, and they've just got to start mining gold. Yeah, marching along on the ocean floor, following a giant mechanical joker fish. Yes. So they go in, so they, they phase through rock until they get to the uh, the cave that's got the gold in it. And it just, the, the veiny gold deposits just made me want to play Minecraft. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're starting to doubt this mission. Like, you know, why is the most important thing we can do on Earth... Um, Mine gold. gold. Dig up some rocks. What? What if these shiny rocks are like, like Energon for Earthling? Yes. Yeah, but Morocco's only got like maybe two percent in him. <laughs> they, they. Which made me think. Wait, he's got gold fillings. I mean, maybe if he's old enough. But no, actually, the human body does contain trace amounts of gold. Yeah, but like two percent sounds like a lot. Yeah, that does sound. I mean, maybe they had more heavy metals back, uh, back then when they uh, <laughs> back when he was around. Well, that's what I said. He's got a couple gold fillings. Yeah. Blade says, hello, he's a doctor. No, I just think he was exposed to more heavy metals from the uh, in, from living through the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> yes. Maybe. So, yes, Blades points out that he's a doctor, so clearly yes. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and clearly Heatwave has forgotten all of the science fiction movies he's, what he's watched. Yes. I mean, he That's has. like the last person you can tell. Yes. <laughs> 
like a, right? uh, so- a Marvel Comics doctor where that means that you are an expert at any vaguely scientific and or medical field. <laughs> so yeah, they, they start detecting methane and he's all, okay, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll just turn off my energized tool. I'll put it down. It probably falls over, creates a spark. There's a huge explosion. Yes. Even though you wouldn't think those would, like, I didn't think those were metal. I guess, or something at least that produces sparks. <laughs> uh, something makes a spark. And there's a huge explosion. And so Madeline pinches all, uh, hey, uh, daughter, I'll be seeing you in Paris real soon. And she just <laughs> fucks right off with his fancy sub headquarters. Just takes it right on out of there. Yeah. Well, specifically, she takes his, uh, she takes the Vern device. So, uh, you know, enjoy being 200 years old, I guess, uh, Dr. Morocco. Yeah, that also mm. is going to be a problem. And also, apparently, this mine was right beneath, which is probably why this was unmined. Yeah, they did say the- that the pro- that she hadn't been able to get, like, actual permission to mine this legally. Yes. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's under the docks? It's sort of near the, uh, at least near the shoreline. It's just town. Just under the entire downtown part of the town. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the the Burnses get there, the the robots climb out, and, oh, hey, it's those dangerous criminals. (laughs) The small criminal. Yes. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. And it is a cliffhanger. It is. We get a cliffhanger. What? Oh. Because it's almost the end of the season, so we get That's a right. two-parter, sort of. That's right. It is a cliffhanger, which means that next episode is going to end with a Sylvester Stallone-John Lithgow fistfight. No. Mm, no. Listen, Stallone just couldn't acknowledge the deliciousness of Progresso Soup! <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Stallone wouldn't go away after filming, so uh, Lithgow just kind of had to hit him and be like, I gotta Get out of here! Can't you see we don't want you around anymore, Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> you big hairy ape. <laughs> oh, I, I thought we were going to go to the movies. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's funny because John Lithgow is like a foot taller than Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it, it was an enjoyable episode. Uh, yeah, very. The peril was definitely more dramatic than it frequently is. Not so much yeah. perilous, but... Uh, more of a thing? Yeah, lot more uh, more drawn-out suspense and less people falling off of cliffs. Yes. Yeah, more plot things going on and, and villainy. She's and just, more about the terror of losing your uh, your sense of self as your memories are erased <laughs> by... Uh, oh, no. Telling you, non-consensual amnesia is not okay. That's not cool, Chrome Dome. Cut it out. No. Wait, it... It just depends what you're doing with it. If you're just wiping some, like, the last ten years of someone's memory and leaving them alone, sure, what that sucks, but... You're wiping... It's what you fill that void with that's the bad thing. You're wiping your ex's memory of the bad thing that you did so he doesn't tell your current husbando, then... Well, yeah! (laughs) Oh, Chromedome. He's my favorite. Ah, so I, I'm even anticipating next week's uh, episode. Yes. 
Yeah, it's a two-parter. <gasps> we don't get that much. Yes, Rise of the Heroes. As much as I'm tired of everything being Rise of the something or other. Rise yeah. of the Dark Spark. Rise of the Silver Server. Especially around when this came out. It was like everything oh, was rising. It's like, okay, yes. settle down. Well, everything mean, uh, can Predacons settle down. Rising, the Transformers Prime finale movie. That's right. There was that, too. Mm. It's like everything well, settle down. Is the next Transformers, is it Rise of the Beasts? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes, mm. it is. Time for some more rising. Give us more Transform and Rise Up. Enough of the other rising. I'm still mad that Age of Extinction wasn't Transformers. Oh, I know. Yeah. And we're still waiting for Planet of the Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Written by no one. Written by a team of monkeys. Anyway, I'm uh, curious to see if we get any exciting guest stars next episode. Yes. Because end episodes are always when... I mean, we had plenty of Bumblebee and Optimus throughout the season, so... Mm. It's not like we haven't gotten there for I, I don't know if we are going to get any guest stars. Oh, but we could have a surprise Mark Hamill, and he, he could bring the Scooby gang along to Scooby it up. Uh, I think it would be uh, fine to... to actually have them deal with their own problems and not have to bring in I think you're going to have to worry about that for the next Mm. season premiere, which we're going to get to in a long time, because we're then going to go back to Robots in Disguise. Yes. Yeah, yes. Alright. So, I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger, the Three Stooges Super Baseball! The idiots have returned. Oh, wise guy, eh? Yeah, the wise guy. The, 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 um, oh, what are they? Boss Kamikaze, who's, who's a biker gang bike. Company President Gravestone, who's a gravestone shaped lighter. And Teacher Telephone, who's a telephone lady. Shaped like a telephone. Or her head's shaped like a telephone. As you do. So those idiots are back from the soccer episode. And, uh, first the blue and the pink ranger are on a mo- motorcycle just driving around down by the docks, I guess. And they almost run over the turtle nerd who appeared, was the last episode of the episode before? The guy with the turtles. I like turtles. Just slightly overweight nerd with glasses, and they almost run him over, and he was scared because the three stooges are just loitering in the shipping yard next to shipping containers. <laughs> Lamenting their life, and the rangers are like, what "The fuck are you guys doing here?" It's like, and then they have to explain. We're we're going to be kicked out and killed from the Gorma tribe unless we win our next fight against you, which is a baseball match. We're supposed to challenge you to, and if we lose, we die. So could you fight us in a baseball match and let us win, please? <laughs> and that is the crux of the episode. That Blue wants to believe them, kind of because they're incompetent idiots. Also because they're pathetic. They're clearly harmless. Look at them. <laughs> yes, they're, they're idiots. <laughs> they're the three stooges. Now, I, anyway, oh, does the uh, does the telephone lady show up on the Power Rangers equivalent of this at all? Uh, I think the the whole t- group does. Okay, I'm curious because I'm I might have to go look at it because I am almost willing to lay money that it's somebody doing a bad impression of Lily Tomlin's Ernestine, the telephone operator for the voice. <laughs> oh, entirely possible, yeah. 
like, oh, I think the voice actors might even be, like, recurring anime voice actors. Mm. Some early, at least uh, Boss Kamikaze is one of those guys who shows up all over the place. Uh, anyway, so yes, they end up going to the baseball game. Blue Tails Pink, don't tell the other rangers that the, these guys told us to throw the game. And she's like, um, uh, well, I'm not going to throw the game. And Blue's like, I want to believe them. They're idiots. I'm going to try to believe them at this game and throw the game for our teams. Like, okay, whatever. They can't possibly be bad. Look at them. They're idiots. <laughs> yeah. So they show up, and, and the Rangers are given baseball caps with dynamite strapped to the front of brim of them. Uh, that seems dangerous. Yes. Yeah, so if you lose, they will explode. If we lose, our caps will explode. Your basic gimmick. And, and, and it, of course, the, the, the Stooges had told the Blue Ranger, no, no, they're just fake bombs. They're not really going to kill you at the end of the episode. Trust us. We're idiots. Couldn't possibly be evil. <laughs> yes, back to the baseball game. which It's like an X-Men baseball game, only you're playing against morons. <laughs> but Blue is also pitching, so he's sort of throwing the game, or at least at the beginning. It's like the, the Stooges get four points, and then the rest of the game, like... The Rangers get one, so they're down to the last inning and, like, the last pitch. And, of course, it's like, oh, they, we have one point and everybody gets on base and stuff. But there's some good gags along the way. Like, um, oh, one of the Rangers hits the ball, and it does manage to hit the ball, but it's a weird pitch, like, the ball is stuck in the bat, spinning and catches on fire, which is a really neat prop. Because you're doing is like, what the fuck? The balls just keep spinning as they're holding the bat. Hmm. Anyway, down to the very last. It's, uh, Blue's up to bat, of course. And the Stooges are like, oh, he's going to throw the game. But, but through mishap and bouncing the ball, it ends up hitting the red. Oh, no, because, uh, the Pink Ranger to distract the Kamikaze bike dude who is pitching dressed up, turned out of a ranger uniform, and was in a, a little short skirt china dress to distract him. Okay. So he would... So she could get on first base, but in the method of getting there is he actually hit her with the ball, and she walked to first. <laughs> so, so you get three... After that, you get three rangers on base, blues up, ready to hit. He doesn't want to hit the ball. He wants to let the Stooges win, but... Through whatever contrivance, Red's hat gets knocked off and actually is a huge fucking explosion. It's like, you lied! It's like, yeah, well, we, that, that was like a day ago when I told you that. I don't remember. So yes, they were lying. It was a trap. It, anyway, the, the final pitch, Blue hits the ball. It goes, the, the Stooges' the hats explode. Then they turn into giants, and then the, the robots beat the crap out of them. And they die. Only they don't die, because the, the Stooges, and at the end of the episode, they're once again walking away into the sunset covered in bandages and complaining. You can't kill the comic relief until it's time to be extremely serious business. <laughs> yeah. I know they at least get one more episode. I hope they get a couple more because they're wonderfully stupid. Like, like they're the perfect sidekick goons, <laughs> which I like. Anyway, fun episode and baseball. Yay! Comedy baseball is always good. Okay. 
Alright, so that, uh, that now brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, we, we are, until next time, we are all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iconunderground. Uh, this month we are going to finally be talking about Black Widow, uh, now that it is available Yay. on streaming and you don't have to risk endangering your life to sit in a theater with unmasked people throwing popcorn in their faces <laughs> to, to watch it. Oh, admittedly, I'm thinking about doing that when Spider-Man comes out. Yeah. I mean, I've, the trailer just came out again. I've got a couple of times. I've, I'm fine, although at least in Ontario, you need to be vaccinated to get in the movie theater. I will say, as a pro tip, uh, if you can, if your schedule allows it, uh, wait a few days and go like in the middle of the week after it comes out. Oh yeah, I went on like a Monday. It, I it went to fine. see Eternals last Wednesday, and there were like four other people in the whole theater with me. So yeah, it's yeah, and, and like, you have to. Uh, well, I'm, I haven't been to the regular theater in a while. Presumably, Tuesdays are still cheaper. I uh, I first went to see Black Widow on opening night, and I spent the first like fifteen minutes of the movie just freaking out. So yeah, I don't recommend. Doing. I, I recommend doing uh, doing the safest thing that you can if you know whether it's waiting for streaming or going during off hours if possible. Uh, do but yes. what you feel comfortable with. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yes, now that it's on streaming, I finally got to watch it without freaking out all through the mm. beginning. So that was good. Look, you can oh. you can assign theater seats, but you have to actually have somebody enforcing it, or that doesn't mm. do any good. Yes. Well, mine was enforcing it even before recent stuff. Anyway, it wasn't the big theater I got to. No, no, my my current. I need a flu shot first. Mm. That too. That I haven't. I well, I did try to get it the other day, but it's like five people in front of me, and they said it was going to take twenty five minutes to wait. It's like no, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Any dinner? <laughs> All right. Anyway, yes, Black Widow, Patreon, yes. and stuff. All right, so so until... Uh, where was I here? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Next episode. I'm right. trying to remember what episode of Spider-Man I have to air tomorrow. <laughs> on streaming, on our Discord. Come to our Discord. All right, yes, so, so until the next Twitter. time, when uh, when we're rising with the rise of the heroes... I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Watch the heroes, not the zeros. I'm not... I... I oh, God. I blanked. What the fuck's <laughs> the idiot's name? What's your name? Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. That's, oh, that's why I was fucking up, because I don't <laughs> like vanilla. Yes, You dude. are not cool as ice. No, no, no. no I, I, I am not. Uh... Alright, now I gotta try to background audacity so no cats walking well, on the keyboard. Yeah, think. that was Benjin being annoyed that Reef is on the desk. Oh yeah, that was wow, there were a lot of meows and purrs last episode. Mostly right. purrs. Come here, big guy. Yeah.
Come on, Benjamin. He's like, you're talking. I hear you talking into the round thing. That means it's time for Benjamin to be on the lap. Yes. All right, big guy. There you go. Now, settle down. Don't get pissy at anybody. So he's getting pissy at the kittens. <laughs> oh, don't get pissy at the kittens. You can't have my cliff bar. It's not made of stuff for cats. Okay. <laughs> I am ready as I'm likely to get tonight. Okay. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get to hear the tiny little tuxy making his little quacky meows. I think I, I think I heard somebody uh, watching Wheel of Fortune in the background. Oh, yeah. I should mute that. Wait a second. Come here, big guy. The wheel is on? You can get back on my lap when I come back. I'm, I'm a Jeopardy partisan myself. I'm waiting for Trivial Pursuit. And, yeah, I only ever really watch Jeopardy. Used to when I did, which admittedly was a long time ago. I wasn't watching it. It was just on while I was doing other things. All right. Now Wheel of Fortune is muted. Benjen is on my lap trying to eat my cliff bar. Please don't eat my cliff bar. I need it. And I think Edgar has lost interest in all of the loudest toys. <laughs> also, at one point there, I think Arya was down at the front door meowing for me to let her on the porch. It's like, oh my god, guys. All right. Why are you knocking down? My life is in shambles. <laughs> right, hello. 